hello world. Hello you out there. Maybe you're alone. I hope you're doing all right. I'm here again, joined by none other than the illustrious Matt. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good today, actually. It was a nice weekend. Yeah, I had a good weekend as well. Um, The rest of the world outside of us, a little bit more rocky, though. Uh, We have some hot fucking topics for you, baby. We're going to be coming right out of the gate. So to start, we're recording this. It is on a Sunday, the Lord's Day. Again, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we love you. Joe Biden, Afghanistan. Put those in a blender. Matt, want to tell us what the fuck's going on over there? What's the outcome of those two things? Well, the outcome's not good. Uh, There was a suicide bomber attack that happened earlier this week. Uh, Took out, I think the count's now up to 13 Marines and one Naval officer for 14 total Americans. Correct. And that was at the uh, airport that everyone had to flee to to get out of the country before the deadline strikes on the 31st. Which is coming very quickly. And mind you, that's the airport that we have control of, ladies and gentlemen. So mind you what's going on outside of there. Um, I mean, this is kind of, I will say, moving forward in a cathartic and very cynical way, Afghanistan is going to be a weird social experiment, right? I think this is kind of unprecedented. A supposed terrorist organization just waltzes into like Washington, D.C. And they're like, hey, guys, it's our shit now. And everybody's like, yeah, all right, that makes sense. And from here yeah, on out, here we're going to see how, right? We're going to see how they govern. We're going to see how they interact with the rest of the world. As ridiculous as it is, it's still a reality for right now. And I think it's just kind of like a pinch me moment. Like this is really crazy, right? I mean, we're back into it. We've lost American lives. And as we're recording this, uh, retaliation strike from that Joe Biden talked about in a press conference has happened on ISIS case specifically. It was actually near the airport, and it hit the target. It was a drone strike. Um, so we're already. Kind of back into those just neocon hawkish. I don't necessarily see this ending is my point. I think we just kind of kick-started the uh, hamster wheel a little bit again. Yeah, you know, it's just a little uh, wash, rinse, repeat. So uh, probably going back to war and just continuing a fight against the Taliban. Yeah, they've uh, only uh, they've only been fighting over there for 2,000 years, so we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's just like, Israel and Palestine, things are going to shake out, I'm sure. Yeah, there's no, yeah, they just really, they need a mediator. That's all they need. And somebody to just really educate both sides. Like at a certain point, I think people as humans just, we need to understand that we're monkeys and like, we're not going to accept certain things, right? Like I just, I will never enjoy the Baltimore Ravens. I don't like you. Just nothing about you. There's, there's nothing there for me to grab onto. It's just not grabbing me. And in some senses, uh, the Middle East will never really have peace. And, I mean, you could say that here as well. I mean, America has its issues. We argue, but in some senses, I think I think we have a better outlook than eternal war. I don't know. We're not, we're not going in the right direction here, so everyone hates each other now. <laughs> gas prices? Yeah, you know, I paid $69 to fill up my gas tank today in the truck. Now, was that on purpose, or was that, like, what happened there? Or did your truck naturally fill up on exactly $69? Well, it ended up at, uh, when the pump shut off, I think it hit sixty-eight ninety-two, And well, if I'm close to rounding up to the nearest dollar, I'm going to round up. And 
when you can round up the 69, obviously you're going to round up the 69. Now, conversely, anytime I get offered to round up a dollar on one of my purchases to benefit another human being in my society, I always decline. That's correct. Yeah. And we will continue that process here at Beers moving forward. Um, we'll continue to keep everybody here abreast. We are in negotiations for a full-time political correspondent. I can tell so you right I, now, I will not be getting boots on ground in Afghanistan. Yeah, he's not. Matt tried. Uh, you did have a contact at the embassy, correct? I had one, but he got blown up a couple of days ago. So, RIP. And on that note, I think we'll uh, move on to a topic that's a little bit less depressing. Now, in a just absolutely stunning reversal, a snip-snap moment, OnlyFans the company, which, again, women go on there, it's, you know, they, they show their breasts, incel men donate a online currency that they pay pay real money for to get perks within those live chats of seeing the girl's breasts, right? Because she's live somewhere in a room in like Albuquerque doing it. And you got some dude pounding off in Wales. Um, and they make a lot of money. It's become pretty big. I think within the last two years, you know, it went from something that was, it's still gross. Like you don't want anybody you know potentially to do that because obviously as a human being, you're worth a lot more. But it's actually a legitimate career now. I mean, girls are making millions of dollars. And last week we touched on the show that the company itself was like, listen, we're outlawing all sexual nudity, activity, fucking visuals, audio, anything, all five senses removed of sexual content. And we touched on how fucking stupid that was. And come this week, uh, we've been notified that OnlyFans has completely reversed their stance and they will now be doubling down. They're, they're bringing the sex back and they're bringing it back weird and they're bringing it back hard. Isn't that right? Yeah, thankfully someone at OnlyFans clearly has been subscribing to the pod. Um, they have reversed their decision and they will now be, once again, allowing sexually explicit content. I mean, at the same time, like you said, they have no idea the physical toll the three vasectomies have on a person. Snip, snap, snap, yeah, snap. I mean, and you look at OnlyFans, they were setting a standard above the rest. That was part of it. And apparently the other part here was uh, after the news broke that the uh, sex workers began sharing advice about other platforms that would still work with them. And uh, they expressed fears that the decision could drive porn business back underground or back onto the street instead of being able to do it online where you can get like actual money from a reputable website like yeah, OnlyFans. It's, it's safe it's like a real girl isn't thrown into the back of a pt cruiser somewhere in michigan right she's in her apartment on she logs in herself she's consenting everybody's consenting as well which is i think the the, the main theme here appears you know if, if you're consenting to it god bless you i don't really give a fuck what you want to do so I really do support this decision in some senses because I don't know, you know, I, I see, I kind of see the value in it. I think there's studies that have been shown where in more developed countries or, or once porn becomes legal or once a country maybe gets access to the internet, 
um, you see like violent crimes and violent sexual crimes specifically go down, right? Because a lot of that repressed stuff for a lot of these incel guys or some weirdo mechanic, right? Who smells bad and his teeth fell out in 1997. Like, what is he going to do, right? He's not going to charm a girl and bring her to Applebee's. So this is when, when you have an outlet for people and every, again, everybody's consenting. I think it's a win-win. If someone's willing to pay for it, have at it, you know, money's money. Again, you could say you're worth what someone's willing to pay for. Like here at the show, right? We're bringing them ad dollars in. Actually, too, real quick as an aside, we have our first Australian listener. Did I tell you that? And a German. Uh, yes, we had the, uh, I believe we had the German for quite a while now. Um, okay, yes, the German keep, is reoccurring. Keep tuning in. We'll get some uh, Bundesliga talk going here soon enough. Yeah, we'll get some weird, obscure soccer action and scores and bets and unders, overs, in-betweens, pushes, pulls. Whatever CD gambler style terminology you want to use, it will be applied in this situation. Um, so yeah, OnlyFans making the right decision. Good for whatever millennial is clearly on the board and he's telling the boomers like, hey, this isn't going to work, you know. This is a decision that in the retrospect of things kind of looks like a Pokemon is the devil style. Just reading, reading the room and not really getting it. So good for them for, for uh, having some self-awareness. Um, I think I DM'd you this on Twitter little bit of a pivot at the elbow here a little jumper like david west we're gonna we're gonna sit here we're gonna talk about something different this is strange it is kind of in the venn diagram of a diddle but in a different place and we're speaking about nirvana uh do you want to give the details here matt as to as to what we're talking about yeah so everyone's obviously favorite song from nirvana off of the Nevermind album of the naked baby in a swimming pool chasing after that almighty dollar. The child metaphor that, yeah, that child that appears in said photo on the album cover is now suing Nirvana and pretty much anyone he can, because he's Mm -hmm. now claiming that, uh, that constitutes child porn. So if this is a claimed or suing for a, a diddle, Right, he's he's trying to get his piece of the pie from what he is classifying as a diddle. Like, he's saying, I didn't consent to this, I was a baby. Is he suing his parents? No. He is suing everybody from the record company uh, and the band. Now, are the re- is for... the record, was he born? Like, I don't understand. His parents made him do it. Right. The family was paid $200 for the photo shoot. His dad was a friend of the photographer. Yeah, I mean, as a judge, right? Again, we're we're working on that legal analyst. Why wouldn't you just, like, why why aren't you suing the, the dad? Like, why would your dad throw you in a pool naked and have some grown man take a photo of his baby's dick? Well, the other problem is that present time, it was just the 30th anniversary of the album. So five years ago for the 25th anniversary, apparently he agreed to recreate the photo shoot. But after volunteering to do it, obviously he would have been naked again. He was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that, but I'll do it in swim trunks. 
So you didn't have a fucking problem with it five years ago. And he did it. He went through with it. Apparently. This guy is a loser. I mean, why not take that clout that God has given you, right? I mean, think about it, bro. Think about if that was us on that cover. How much clout would we have? I mean, that would be so cool. I would tell everybody. I'd be like, that's my dick. I would literally use this as a pickup line with women and be like, I'll bet you five bucks that you've seen my penis. I would carry around a Walkman CD player and that album and just it not not even plugged in, just carrying it around and be like, have you seen this? This is my genitals. And uh, again, good album, good metaphor. I understand the art. And this is something I think we take for granted, right? Because we all know the album that we're talking about here. You can Google it if you haven't. Again, Nevermind by Nirvana. We don't necessarily think about the victim or the potential other person on the other side. Like, dude, this is a baby, and you just took a photo of his dick. You know, I guess, did they sell the baby's rights? You know, like, the baby wasn't kidnapped. So I think at the end of the day, the beef here, you are our beef expert, has to be with the father. I don't know. No. Well, my beef is with this fucking moron, because, I mean, if he's claiming this is child porn, then there's a whole lot of child porn on Facebook right now with naked babies from all the Karens out there posting pics of their grandchildren. Yeah, that literally makes every wonderful priest who's ever baptized... Do priests baptize children? I think I just made that up. But someone does in a robe. And whoever that person is, you know, they're not like specially ordained or anything. I mean, it's just a guy. And he's doing it. That would make him like a diddler under the standards that you just outlined, you know, by this kid. I mean, that would make every wonderful man of the Lord a deviant man. So I kind of agree with you, right? The standard that he's setting here, I don't think it applies. And if I were a judge, which give it a little time, can I be in a, like an appointed judge? I don't see why not. Is that a thing? I just don't understand. Like, you were four months old. People saw your dick as a four-month-old baby. Who gives a shit? Like, it does I don't understand. If anything, I don't think someone's going to see him walking on the street and be like, hey, you're the Nirvana baby. Like, you look familiar. <laughs> I think I've seen you before. Take your Sir, shirt you, off and jump in the you pool. Take your pants off, please. Yeah. You take your pants off. Yeah, so, buddy, I think overall, right, we're two, we're two human beings on the other end, of the other end of these mics, and we just disagree with you, you know? Kangaroo Court here, which I've seen, is a real thing on 60 Days In where inmates just hold kind of like a ghetto court where they're like, listen, bro, we all know the vibe around here. And while there's not real laws because we're in prison, there's unwritten ones, and you broke X, Y, and Z. And I think in that kind of sense, you know, this dude's guilty. Yeah, this guy can fuck off. Finally as well, praise Jesus. And I'm saying that specifically, I use my words carefully. Because we're going to talk about Kanye, who did that kind of religious thing. He made that slight slight turn in the road. You know, went from a regular dude that's out here, big booty bitches, money, cars, chains, bling, etc. And turned into a guy that's like, you know, in Wyoming, making clothes, has like nine kids, and talks about God all the time. 
And he put out Donda, which is an album. He does this. I mean, Matt's not into that kind of music, but specific. I don't know if there's any other artists that do this in other industries, but he just teases tracks and teases albums for years. Um, his last couple albums as well, as well were delayed. This one was delayed, I think, up to a year. So he finally put it out on the 26th, and I listened to it. You know, I thought it would be my jam from the stuff that was leaked online on YouTube. I actually went down this rabbit hole and got into someone's like Google Docs. I mean, it wasn't like I got into it like I hacked it. It was just like a link. And it was pretty much as close to the album as I'd heard at that point of Donda. And I loved it. And what I listened to last night, I mean, I just finished up the album before recording this. I think it's like, okay. You know, I think he does this a lot of times where he puts out music that doesn't sound good to the ear now and it will. It'll age better. And of course, it pushes culture. You know, he gets. Travis Scott, Baby Keem, a lot of big artists that have an impact and big followings online to be a part of it. But I don't know, it's mixed like shit. And uh, the only real songs that I think I put on a playlist were Praise God and Remote Control. Those were really the only two. So I was kind of disappointed by that. But before he put out the album, he leaked um, like like a listen party which he did at Soldier Field. And I sent a link to Matt pre-show of this because, again, this isn't something that he keeps up on. And I kind of just wanted to get his hot takes on it because, again, he did this like live concert, and it was popular, but it was something I'd never seen before. Hey, what the fuck's going on here? He set himself on fire? <laughs> do you want to describe... Do you want to describe what you, know, you see or kind of high-level what's going on? The the main highlights I'm seeing here is he set himself on fire and he remarried right. Kim. Yeah, I guess he left with her. Um, All right, good for him. Glad to see they're patching things up. So, you know, in some senses, bro, fist bump, like, you know, she is a fatty. We all understand. Um, but why do you have to light yourself on fire beforehand? Probably because he was getting remarried. Yeah, maybe that's a metaphor. Or a symbol for how he felt. Now, I'm pretty sure he filed the divorce on her, which is a, is against kind of the common conception that people think because he's been cast to be an absolute psycho. Like, I think, Matt, if I went up to you real quick, I, I woke you up. I was like, hey, hey, man, what's your opinion of Kanye? Like, what would you say? Uh, he's mentally unstable. Right. So, and in some instances, when I heard him on Joe Rogan and stuff, he doesn't seem to be. He just seems to be like a psycho rich artist who's kind of narcissistic it's like well who is it anybody that makes over 70k a year probably has a little bit of narcissism so yeah i thought we'd touch on that because it's a big moment for again donda and matt matt's gonna listen to it he's gonna bump it on his way to work and he'll give us an update as to which one he likes i actually do think it would be funny if you do pick like your favorite song off and be like this one was the least horrible and list why um now we mentioned real quick somebody that has narcissistic tendencies and somebody that i think fits that bill who's also having a big event this weekend. I don't think he lit himself on fire, but this is Jake Paul. And he is going, he's a Showtime event. Uh, it's hosted by Barstool Sports, and he's going to be fighting former middleweight champion of the UFC, Tyron Woodley, in a fisticuffs, hand-to-hand um, style event. It's pay-per-view. Uh, Matt is our beef expert. So, you know, what do you predict is going to go on here? Uh, Jake Paul will probably win if not knock out Tyron Woodley. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, Tyron Woodley's a fucking MMA fighter. 
Yeah, I will say I'm, he has a lot of, yeah, but he still, I mean, you could, that goes both ways, right? So in some instances, I get what you're saying where it's like, yeah, he doesn't throw hands like somebody that is a stand-up boxer and that has success in the ring, right? But, I mean, he is an MMA fighter and compared to Jake Paul who like did vlogs three years ago and like did weird crypto schemes, I mean, it, it matches up. I mean, he's a professional guy. And again, he's not just some professional. This isn't Ben Askren. This is a dude that fucked up Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. But he has a lot of wins. I mean, this is a dude that had the belt for a long time. He is almost 40 years old, though. And I think from a size perspective, weight-wise, they're close. But from length and, and everything else, Jake Paul is much bigger. Yeah, I mean, Tyron Woodley, he's not a bum. But MMA and boxing is just so different in those styles. And I, I feel like the boxer is always going to have the advantage in a boxing ring. Obviously if a boxer goes into an MMA fight, then he's fucked. It's just, Same there's no chance goes that way. Yeah. He'll just get dominated. Yeah. Um, so you predicted Jake Paul knockout. I will say Tyron Woodley knockout. I, I wouldn't have said that before. I think he would have just gotten the check and won. but there was a little bit of beef in the pre weigh-ins where somebody was talking shit to Tyron Woodley's mother. And that woman is adorable. Uh, just YouTuber. She has a very, uh, famous video with Kamaru Usman, who's the current champion of that division in the UFC, after he beat her son for the belt, and she embraces him. It's really, really cool. And you got people talking shit to her on cocaine at a press conference. Not ideal. And also, I will say, lastly, I suspect they're both going to be on PEDs. I don't think that this has like a USADA type, <laughs> you know, like drug screening. I think that these dudes are going to be on Yayo. I think they're going to be on some PEDs, EPOs, whatever the fuck else to, to get going. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's still going to be stupid. If I watch it, it's going to be because I illegally stream it. Because who, who who pays for this? I mean, really? How much are they who charging? Who's paying for this shit? That's a good question. Yeah, we can go out on that and absolutely shame someone. Probably one of the people that will hear this has has paid for it. And in that case, just Reddit. Just go on Google and Reddit. Just Reddit. Go ahead and Reddit. Yeah, I got to figure this out now because that wasn't the last one. Like, oh god, it's sixty dollars. That's yeah, worth fuck that. So we've had a uh, a little bit of news coming out of Pittsburgh here, and uh, I can't believe we're about to have this topic at the moment. But we're going to talk about the Pirates. Unfortunately, oh no, why? Our longest tenured player, Gregory Polanco. Um, also, he died. Yeah, well, you're not the only one. He might as well have. He was also our our highest paid player on the team this year, and he has officially been released from the Pirates. So he is no longer a pirate. Yeah, he's gone. And what was his salary that he was making before he got kicked to the curb? Uh, well, Matt, he was making $12 million. Okay, so that's that's a lot. I mean, I don't want to say it's... Um, I'm just putting it in the context of baseball now. I believe he's an outfielder, correct? Yeah, right fielder. And he's terrible. So he's overpaid to begin with, but $12 million for a corner outfielder who has the potential, right? He's on his third contract. Like, this is somebody that brings value. Um, isn't too terrible. So he must have been underperforming so badly. Like, you're watching the games. What brought on this release? Well, 
this season he's hitting 208. He's got 11 home runs, 36 uh, RBIs, but he's hitting 208. And for his career, he's hitting 241. Ew. Um, yeah, he he showed promise at the beginning of his career, and the Pirates, unfortunately, were just trying to hope and pray for the best and gave him a big contract. I mean, he's got a 283 on base percentage this season, Ew. 354 slugging. Ew. There's nothing, OPS. there's nothing you've brought to the table so far in regards to him specifically that has been good. It's all bad. Um, also, his name, Gregory. Why not just Greg or Anthony? Why both? I don't like that. His highest batting average for a season in his career is 258, which he had in 2016. Is that the year you paid him? Uh, that was by far his best season. Uh, 22 home runs, 86 RBIs, and 144 games played. Now, you bring this up, I'm sure, for a reason. Is this, you said, longest tenured player. Is this really the end um, for Pirates fans of that generation of McCutcheon? Like, are those days just fucking over? Yeah, pretty much. He's the last player from that from that team, from that era. And... The reason that we're talking about this is because Gregory Polanco has rubbed me the wrong way. Um, oh, no. He's pissed me off the last couple okay. of days. And he, specifically, uh, what did he do? He addressed with the media fan criticism, and someone asked him about uh, how he feels about the chatter from Pirate fans saying he needs to be DFA'd, released, how he's not performing well, which... He's not. And he said, it's tough. It's not nice. I'm a human being, too. So basically, he was saying, I'm trying. I'm doing my best. I'm not performing like I want to perform, but... Right. Now, have you taken that into account? Like, maybe he is trying his best, Matt. I don't give a shit. You're getting paid 12 mil. Oh, my God. You're in a professional sport. And this I mean, is there's fucking little league. There's currently almost a recession going on outside. I mean, Gregory, have you seen the price of bread, lumber, gasoline? I mean, my guy, take a look around you, sir. Could be a lot worse, right? You could be a, a, a grifter journalist asking you questions, jockeying for position in a room, in a locker, um, trying to ask a question to somebody who, one, doesn't understand the language, and two, even if he did, wouldn't answer or give you a real a real piece of himself back regardless. So it's just a mess. He should be grateful at the 5,000 pirate fans that show up nightly to watch him just absolutely Which is last in the league. Yeah, just suck ass. He in one of the most beautiful parks. As a, as a fan of the Braves and another organization, your, your park is fire. Like anytime I play it in MLB show, I'm picking it at nighttime and I'm hitting dangers. Yeah, it's it has the best view in Major League Baseball. I wouldn't say it's the best park, but it's got the best view. So, Gregory, you can just pack up your bags, get the fuck out. Yeah, and on, and on that note. So I think we're going to turn this into a weekly segment. And we're, our wrap-up is just going to be soccer talk, and we're going to get some updates on, on some world football. 
Well, that's good to know because during the show, guaranteed, you're going to get a diddle. And yep. end of show, guaranteed, you're going to get some culture. Yeah, we like to keep it fresh here. So uh, it was actually a pretty big, pretty big week here. Also a good weekend. Uh, Chelsea and Liverpool, 1 1 draw, which I'm stoked about because your boy had a uh, $20 free bet on DraftKings for a same game parlay. And I used it on a tie and under two and a half goals. So I hit that. I'm now $60 richer. Wow, you're such a degenerate. I'm aware. Um, some other wrap up Arsenal just fucking looks terrible. They lost 5 0. Ew. Man City. 5 0. That's a um, lot. Did they pull the goalie like in hockey? Does that ever happen? I mean, it does happen. It's possible. Okay. And Zach and Tyler, I don't know if they're alive right now. I'm going to have to check on them after I get off the air here. They imagine, are. I'm, go ahead. They're literally last in the Premier League right now. They're 0 How many 3, teams? Uh, 20 teams. They're 0 and 3, and they're. They have a minus nine goal differential. Oh my god! So I assume that they weren't this bad last year. What has changed? They also have not scored a goal yet. Oh my god! Are they playing the game? Are we sure that they're just not like? Are, are is this being recorded? They're physically there. Yeah. Are they there? Okay, they're showing up on time. Yeah, they're. They're arriving on the team bus. That's absolutely insane to me. I wonder what their payroll is overall. Probably close to a billion dollars, right? Well, they they also spent a pretty decent amount of money in the uh, transfer window here. So, so they brought people in. They're in a win now window, yeah. and they start out zero and three with no goals scored. Who is their dunderhead manager? Mikel Arteta. Ooh, like the name. All right, he just went up a step he looks, with me. He looks like a GQ model. He looks okay. good. So he bangs somebody. Yeah, but he's just an absolute fucking moron. Clearly. Um, it's almost like you couldn't do any worse if you tried. He's like Jeff Fisher. You, you stop it now. You stop that. I might edit that out. We will never speak that man's name on the show ever again. Uh, anyway, another piece of hot topics, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo had some beef with Juventus, his club in Italy, and the rumor mill was he was going to go to Man City, which everyone just started lighting their homes on fire because sure, why not give Man City another fucking player that's world-class caliber? Is soccer, in a certain sense, similar to baseball here in America where there's no cap system? Like, if you just have more money, can you just buy more people? Yeah, you just spend the shit out of it. Why? I don't... uh, That's so frustrating. Is it... Are there a lot of times where a team that's just well-coached, similar to, like, the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, somebody that's under budget, just super high on the analytics, makes good trades at good times, understands value, and, like, does really well... Or is it always the same teams with fucking $900 million players? It's the same teams, but the closest you would get to that is probably Leicester City, uh, especially a couple of years ago when they won the Premier League out of nowhere. 
they're starting and to, they're still successful, right? Like they're still in yeah, the window. They're starting to quietly get into that top six category for teams in the Premier League. Honestly, Arsenal might be out the door on that. They used to no. be big six. Now they suck. But Cristiano Ronaldo in the twelfth hour fucking man you slipped in and picked him up. So Ronaldo's on his way back to Manchester United and I'm still pissed about that. Uh Messi just had his first game today with PSG and it's just fucking ridiculous. Like under your head, who's the better player? Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi? Ronaldo. Wow. That's uh that's quite the statement there, buddy. I think I would just have to disagree with you just on principle. I, I do not watch the game, nor do I keep up with it. But I just think you're wrong. Is that about that? I very well could be wrong, but I just like Ronaldo more. So do you have quickly any bets or anything related to soccer, anything you would just hammer home this week? Like, hey, this team's playing this team. Do it. I'm just going to stick with my bread and butter from last year and just take the under two and a half on pretty much all of Chelsea's games. There you have it. And is that specific because of their defense? Pretty much. Great defense. Um, The only thing that could fuck with that this year is they did get Lukaku to be their front man now, so... More goals look like it's in the future here, and the attack is looking better. Kai Havertz is starting off the season on a tear. Excited to see him. Uh, best German on the team by far. Fuck you, Timo. You always got to have a good German in the mix. Absolutely. So they're, they're still looking really good. I put a bet on before the season started for Chelsea to win the Premier League this year. I got plus 500 on that. So uh, your boy's going to pray all season. It's going to be a long eight months. Yeah, speaking of praying, this will go up tonight on the Lord's Day. That's our 31st episode. We've been rambling a long time. If you are listening, we love you quickly. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on a bunch of other shit. Google Peers and Pontification. We're at Peers Podcast on Instagram. The push for Fiddy is a real deal. And uh, yeah, I've been enjoying doing this. We're I don't know, dude. I feel like we're going to blink and 50 is going to be here. We got to do something crazy. Maybe a drinking episode. I think we should do that for 50 where we just get absolutely blasted. We're going to have to do it on like a Friday. I'm down. We'll be talking to you next week. Peace, people.